That's one of the greatest things about college football to me in the fall is yeah. the, what it brings people back to. I'm Adam Brenneman. This, 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 this is Next Up. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Next Up by Mercury podcast. I'm Adam Brenman. We're at the University of Kansas. Going to talk to Lance Leipold, head coach of Kansas, about all things 2022 season, his hot start. His name's all over the country. He's one of the best coaches in America. Let's go talk to him. I appreciate you doing it. I don't know about that. We're just trying to take it a day at a time. I know it's cliche, but uh, really proud of our team and, and our staff for how we've gotten started this year. These you know, the guys have been through quite a bit here and, and for us to get off to this start, kind of pick off a little bit from where we we're last year is, is exciting to see, but a lot of football to be played. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are calling it one of the most surprising starts in college football. I'm sure it's not surprising to you and, and you've won really everywhere you've been, but this one has to feel, has to feel good to be three and zero right now. Yeah. This start does feel good because when you start looking at just um, and sometimes you don't even know until you get here yeah. about you know some of the things that have maybe happened over the past decade and 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 then in the short term you know some of our players have had up to eight position coaches yeah. and three head coaches and and you know um, just the desire for some stability and consistency and and then to see some of the that work pay off. The, the guys have really bought in really from the time we got here and to see it starting to, to get some early dividends is, is, is neat for, for their sake and our, yeah. and our fan base. Really. Yeah. How, how do you keep, you know, a place that hasn't won in a long time, how do you keep mm -hmm. them from when you go three and zero and everyone's talking about <laughs> you from getting complacent? Well, I, I think it goes back to a little bit of uh, uh, last year when, when we were struggling and, and, as we're going through things and really maybe some of the small details and mm -hmm. things that we were talking about, we let them know is that these are going to be the same things we're going to talk about when we win games too. Yeah. And, and this is what it, what needs to be done and how it's going to be done. And um, we're going to coach uh, each and every day to get better, not just what the scoreboard says. And we're going to coach the game with the same intensity, you know, if we're, if we're up yeah. three touchdowns or down three touchdowns. And, and I think we've tried and, and really have shown that kind of consistency with our players that allow them to kind of, um, you know, accept and move on because as much as there could be on the outside. Now, once they leave the building and those things, and uh, obviously the social media world <laughs> and things like that, there's a lot out there, yeah. but uh, when they're in here, I've been very pleased with, with our focus and, and where we're going. And um, it's, it's definitely the better problem to have than, than where, where it's been in the past. Did you feel like when you got here, was it a year and a half ago, two years now, that you kind of had to convince them that they were good at football again or, or yeah. that they could be good? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we got here, you know, took the job May 1st of 2021. So, yeah. which is a very odd time yeah. in, in, in power five football, division one football as a whole, and really any job to, to mm -hmm. kind of spring balls over. You're trying to work through it, but um, you know, as the, as the roster was kind of formed, reformed, you, you kind of go through it. But there are some confidence things that, that have to be addressed. Um, I think sometimes individuals can have confidence, but as units and position groups and, and then holistically as a team, um, those are some things. And, and I think one of the, the best signs we, we've been able to see early 
these last two games, not something that you want to do, but falling down two touchdowns yeah. early in the game on the road. Um, you know, there's been games even last year for us where things really snowballed away from us mm-hmm. uh, quickly in the second quarter, third quarters. And this team has really responded and and shown the resiliency that you need to battle back. Yeah, I was going to ask you about when you took the job in May, and you just mentioned it. Such a unique circumstance. Mm-hmm. You don't hear it very often. You you got here, you missed spring ball. I think you probably had like you know your first time with the players was the first day of fall camp, right? Yeah, with, first, with the football. With yeah, the football, yeah. yeah. We had some team techs and and those things like people do in the summer, but you know, there's no formations. Yeah. Right? You 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 really have no idea of where they're at it and and you know learning the concepts and then executing yeah. them and and probably to to a little bit of a fault because of our a lot of our backgrounds on this staff and and mm-hmm. you know mine being at the top of that is coaching at lower levels yeah. where where you didn't always have spring football and, and you didn't have things well yeah we can work through that pretty good well mm-hmm. when it's apples and apples and nobody has it per se then yeah. it's one thing but when <laughs> everyone else is doing yeah. the other we you could see where we fell behind and but on the flip side of it all is the month of November, we started to see after months of practicing, yeah. we're seeing the progress. We saw guys get better and we saw them gain confidence. When when you got to Kansas, what was kind of your first impression of the state of the program? What were some of the challenges that you saw right away of, you know, we got to overcome this? Well, you know, coming from the Mac and again, I kind of said a little bit, right, you know, facility wise and things there were you know you know it's better than what we had and yeah. and that but it, you know one one thing in today's world is there's everybody's building something and having something new for recruiting <laughs> and, and and there were some things that eventually and we're working on those mm-hmm. um those haven't really changed but we we continue to to make progress and uh you know the i didn't spend a lot of time going through all the changes per se of different head coaches and, and really some of the struggles there that um, can start to really get into the culture or the attitude of a building or a department and things yeah. like that. Obviously uh, our basketball program and its rich tradition and the great job Bill Self and mm-hmm. his staff have done, they, they've been able to, you know, be a standard in college basketball for a long time. But if, if that's one end of the spectrum, uh, unfortunately, we came to a situation where our football program was was probably yeah. on the other, and probably didn't fully know that to to the extent until we started to see some of the adversity or lack of success happen. And and again, there's a but there's a a good loyal fan base here that's been you know starving for something to happen, and I think the ones that kind of fell off um, are are starting to. Uh, you know, put their eyes back on this program and, and hopefully will help us kind of yeah. um, really turn the corner here. Did you feel any similarities between when you took over Buffalo versus when yeah. you took over here? There, there was, there, there were definitely some, some similarities, um, you know, of, you know, we're not far even from, from the chiefs and the success of the yeah, chiefs the and, Bills, and, yeah. and, you know, uh, our distance from the bills and mm-hmm. being that, that that's one aspect um, kind of uh the word I don't know if apathy would be the right, but where you kind of yeah. sit on on your campus, and I've kind of heard our players even talk, um, really after the West Virginia win about, you know, 
you know, being able to walk around campus with yeah. a little bit more being pride proud, yeah. and, 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 and those things. So you start seeing those things happen. Um, yeah, there was probably some things culturally, um, that of, of things that touched this program that mm-hmm. we saw some similarities to Buffalo that, um, we, we worked on and, and are still changing. And, and I think they're all changing for the good. Yeah. No, it's, it's been, it's been great to see. And, uh, you know, we walked in here and you've been, you've been recruiting the whole time we've been here. So I want, <laughs> I want to ask you about the, just recruiting, you know, it's something yeah. fans talk about all the time, yeah. but your strategy and recruiting and then the, to a place like huh. Kansas, what are the pros and cons? Yeah, there's, you know, there's, first of all, there's, you know, you know, growing up in Wisconsin and, and coaching D2 ball in Nebraska and being in Buffalo, I, I don't mm. think I've, you know, we're, we're not hitting metropolitan hotbeds <laughs> of what people in the country view is for high school football and yeah. recruiting. But, but anyone that knows that in those areas, there's been very good football players and programs have won. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we believe that we can recruit this state. We can find players going to help us win. I think within a, within a drivable radius, like a lot of places, but mm-hmm. as we know, between transfer portal, junior college, everything is going to be a little bit of a mixture mm-hmm. to see how really how rosters are put together these days. Um, I, I think there's been a wait and see on us a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of sounds good. Are you going to kind of, but <laughs> we're, you know, having a little success here early, it's easier to be on the phone, obviously, and not talk yeah. about what you're hoping to do, but you're starting to show what you're going to do. Um, we've had great responses and, you know, being accepted by high school coaches, whether it be around this area, down Texas or wherever we're going. And, um, I, I think, uh, as we play out this season, that's going to continue to, to, to help us. And people are still going to see this as a place where they can come in and contribute early and compete. And, and that's really what we've talked about. We're going to, we're going to give you opportunity. I, I think one mm-hmm. thing in our last game even is we had 11 players catch passes. Yeah. So we're, you know, the ball, you, you got a chance to get on the field, you get a chance to do something. But, um, as you said, you know, you, you got to keep recruiting and, and find a way and, um, uh, and and this is kind of one of our bigger afternoons and early evenings that that we want to you know we try to do a lot of that right here in the yeah. office. How much has just the changing landscape of college football? I mean, college football has changed more in the last three <laughs> years than it changed in probably yeah. the last fifty. How has that impacted just the strategy here? It's a, a lot. I you know I tell people this job changed immensely from even from the time I accepted it. Yeah. When, when you when you think about conference realignment. And you think about the transfer portal that really started big, you know, last June and, and, and those have been impactful. And we've had to maybe, uh, modify the plan a little yeah. bit because of what's and And some of that right now has helped us. And, and at the same time, uh, um, because we've been a program that's been, you know, we, we take pride in the evaluation. We take pride in, in more so even the development of players. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that showed at, at Buffalo as well. And, uh, yet at the same time, you, you've got a you got young men who want to play early and we've got to make sure that we can keep players and keep developing them throughout their career. So those things are, are there, but everybody's kind of working through them. And I, and I think it's, uh, also maybe gives a chance like a Kansas to maybe close the gap sooner than later. Yeah. And how much has then NIL on top of that impacted things? It is. And again, and, and as we're all getting our, you know, our feelings on where <laughs> figuring we're it out. Yeah. Figuring out. <laughs> right. And, and where we're going with it. And, and, 
and uh, see a lot of pluses. You know, there, yeah. there's a lot of good things, uh, as we know. We just, I, I think everybody's looking for that exact, uh, you know, path that it's going to be that kind of puts everybody on similar footing and, and yeah. what what's going to be sustainable, yeah. I, I think, across the board. And, uh, you know, people sometimes say we're, we're gravitating toward professional sports. Well, professional sports do have things within salaries and things yeah. like that Sorry, or cap. monies yeah. that caps and things that kind of and and drafts and other mm-hmm. things that kind of keep it in a balanced field. I, I just hope that um, whichever way we're, we keep moving towards that uh, holistically, we look at the way to keep uh, everyone in a good competitive balance. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's so much such a changing world every day <laughs> yeah. in college football. Um, I want to ask about your offense. It's been fun to watch these last mm-hmm. few uh, few weeks, even the last couple of years. And I, I watched your entire West uh, game against West Virginia. Mm-hmm. You guys were running triple option. I mean, or some triple option type football. Mm-hmm. What it's been, you know, what's kind of been your philosophy? And, and you've done a great job of. It looks like molding your offense around the personnel. Well, I, I think when you get into philosophy, you're you kind of followed it with with really what we we've always tried to been about uh, be about since I've been a head coach and Andy Kolnicki, our offensive coordinator, and I we've been together ten years now. Brian Borland and, and I sixteen years. Wow. Yeah. And but and Jim Zabrowski is our quarterback coach, and Jim was my offensive coordinator my first three years as a head coach. Yeah. So so we we've got a lot of consistency there. And but what it's been is be multiple enough that we can utilize. Our, ta- our best talents mm-hmm. at a particular time. And what I mean, so personnel groupings are going to be multiple. Okay. If we're, if we're deep at tight end, mm-hmm. we're going to use a lot of tight ends. If, yeah. if, if we, you know, we're still going to be a base 11 personnel team, but if right now we, we're able to put together a, a we have really good depth at the running back position mm-hmm. and we have two really mobile quarterbacks. So yeah. we're going to utilize them in a lot of different ways. That's going to make, um, Defenses defend the whole field, yeah. um, and and get different people a chance to put the ball in their hands, and and with that, and, and when it's operating in in a fashion that it has here of late, it it helps our play action game, it, it helps our deep throws, a lot of different things, and uh, you know that's uh, it's been fun. It's obviously yeah. it's fun when you win a little bit, but kind of what you're saying is that I've enjoyed watching as many different people get on the field for us and contribute. Yeah, because uh, I, I think that's important because we have so many guys that work hard. Yeah. What what was it, you know, when, when you had all the success at Buffalo, obviously there's opportunities that come about all the time, you know, when you when you succeed in the Mac like that. What what was it that drew you to this job in particular? Well, there, there were a lot of fashion, you know, that there was success here, though it wasn't, you know, at a couple different times. Mm-hmm. Coach Glenn Mason I mean, knows about Mark Mangino's success here going to the Orange Bowl. Um, you know, probably, uh, you know, some of it is a chance, you know, to be in, in the big 12 at a power five conference, but I also looked at fit for our staff and, and probably in selfishly for, for myself and my family. Yeah. Um, we're, we're Midwest people. Um, we, I've always heard great things from people other than coming here to a game once or twice that, uh, Lawrence, Kansas is a great place to live. And that's been very true. So we, we've, you know, there was a lot of things that checked the boxes. And then the the biggest one was 
the challenge to do something that hadn't been done here in a while. Yeah. And that was very similar to the challenge of going to Buffalo. Yeah. How much before Buffalo, you're at Wisconsin Whitewater. How much mm-hmm. did your, the building of that program teach you just about, you know, what, what your overall philosophy became and then doing, you know, not that you did not, not the knock on D3 football, but you did less with more there mm-hmm. or you did more, more, more with less. I'm sorry. And yeah. kind of the same thing you did at Buffalo. Yeah. I think the time at, at Whitewater, because you have to wear so many hats and there were some, Things that back when I even played or when I first got into coaching, I, I always thought if I ever became the head coach there, I yeah. wanted to do and to try to see some of that come. And then um, the challenge was experiencing success and maintaining it. And also because of limited resources, find yeah. a way to get it done. You know, there were times at Buffalo early that, you know, some of those things were, were very true as well. Had two great administrators at the beginning in a short period of time, Danny White. And then Alan Green and then Mark Allnut came in after that. So the leadership there and it was finding the niche of, of, okay, what's my purpose there? And then, you know, it was about partway through year two where we were able to make changes in facilities and do some certain things that made recruiting change slightly for us mm-hmm. that we were probably a bottom three team in facilities and probably a top three by the time we left. But part of that wasn't all easy. It was through vision and understanding of who we are and what we could be, but also maintaining and developing that roster at the same time. So coming here, there's some things that that we're still in the early stages of that are exciting, that if we can build an on-field product, so to speak, that our fans are going to get behind. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so many things that can help elevate this yeah. um, quickly if we're able to do so. You know, you mentioned elevating it. What do you think is kind of the peak of what this place can be? And what are the steps that have to to get it to the kind of the blue chip level of college football? Yeah, you know, it's going to be, you know, you, you go through recruiting in depth and all that. And, and, and you know, we I don't know what the peak will be and you don't want to yeah. limit yourself. Sure. Right. Yeah. And uh, and but uh, as, as we're making this climb and it, you know, last year, it 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 it's pretty steep climb and and we still have a lot to do because as excited as we are, we played one quarter of the season (laughs) and we're not even into the, the meat of, uh, uh, of the schedule with, with a ton of top Mm 25s, you know, programs, uh, you know, to play. So we'll see. And and we don't want our highs to be too high and our lows low, but um, again, through the, the evolving world of college football, um, you see, you see the ebbs and flows of maybe programs like Kansas that have a chance to, to, uh, you know, win championships. But I think, you know, as a starting point is get us in a point where we can be, you know, consistently in bowl games. That was kind of our approach at Buffalo. And, and that was the mindset. And the next thing you knew, we were paying for conference championships. Yeah. How, how helpful has Coach Self been in your transition or how, how much have you talked with him? Extremely. You yeah. know, within the first hour of accepting the job, he called to reach out. He's, you know, he's he's addressed our team. He, you know, even in these early away games, he's, you know, there's there's a quick text message. Yeah. Um, we've had a chance to, to talk about things, about things here, uh, a lot of the spaces. So, um, you know, having a chance to observe him, go to his practices, you know, had a chance to attend a lot of games and, you know, Sweet 16 and the Final Four to watch them and, and how they went through to win a championship. All those are great resources. And um, I feel so fortunate to to work in the same department as he is. Yeah. What are there any 
challenges you feel like of being at a place that's known as a basketball school, you know? You know, I, you know, I, I think, you know, people talk about it that way. Uh, Travis Goff, our athletic director, uh, you know, hired me. He's been extremely supportive. We, we understand. I think our, our department does. We have an excellent chancellor and Chancellor Gerard that understands that in today's college athletic world, the importance of having a, a, a solid and stable football program. And, um, you know, uh, it's not one that, uh, you know, I, I guess we kind of like operating in this, in this light anyway, you know, yeah. that's the, that's the lower level in many of us anyway, that if, if we, as, as we've been at the division two and division three level, there's always been something that's overshadowed maybe where, where we're at or what we're doing. We call, you know, we want to focus on what we control and, and how we go about it each and every day. And, and the rest takes care of itself. Uh, wanted to ask you about your quarterback, Jalen Daniels. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, he's been electric through the first three games. How much does he mean to this program? What have you seen from him? <clears throat> well, he's been, he's been amazing in so many different ways. And his play is, is the one that really every, you know, most yeah. people, the casual fans going to take a look at, but, um, his attitude, his energy, the smile on his face, how he approaches it, um, his leadership skills and how he owns things when it's not going well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty well documented by now that, you know, through some injuries and we had planned to redshirt him. Mm-hmm. And then through injuries, we, we were forced uh, to kind of, you know, put him out there. He leads us to the win against Texas. And then we're at our, you know, decision-making time. Mm-hmm. He had played four games and, sure. and uh, unselfishly through conversations, but he never really wavered on, on what his thought process was, is that if it can help this football team for me to start the next two games, I want to help Kansas turn the corner. Mm-hmm. and build this program and um we would not be where we are now if he hadn't played those two games yeah. our mindset our confidence the way we took really attacked winter conditioning spring football um and and as we know especially at that position yeah. that's a tough one yeah. you know and a lot of guys wouldn't would say no i'm i, I played my four i'm good coach mm-hmm. and i'll be there to help you next year maybe <laughs> yeah. but uh but I'm good for now. And for him to do that um, and how he said it and when he sat in my office, uh, um, I'll remember that for the rest of my career. That's awesome. What What do you think he has to do to kind of take the next step from being – he's obviously played extremely well to being a complete elite quarterback in, in this you know, You know, right now he, he's done so well, but it's going to be maintain this consistency. I, I think he's shown the ability um, to make all the throws. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, uh, as we continue to be in different environments and, and settings and, and we go through and see different looks, um, yeah, to continually do that. But um, all these little glimpses he has now started to put into games that we've seen. And now everybody else is like, wow, I didn't know he could do all that. Yeah. I, I think he's uh, he's really surprised a lot of people around the nation. But I don't know if he surprised this building. Yeah, so he just showed, he just showed up on the Heisman odds list already. So that's a good, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I, those are ones you try to keep head down, but that's awesome. So yeah. what? Um, there's been a lot of rumors or talk about possible stadium renovations, mm-hmm. facility renovations. Where are things? You know, with, well, with that's, that. Yeah. As you know, those get above <laughs> me sometime. But as I said earlier, there there's you know, you know. We, we are talking and discussing and, and when, when those things will be announced and how, um, is not, is not for me to decide, but, uh, we're pushing and pushing sooner than later. 
Uh, obviously, there's a lot of hurdles when you take on major projects. But uh, again, like I said, between Travis Goff, Chancellor Gerard, um, we've been able, like you say, when we got here and look at it and then make at least yeah. a half, halfway tour around the league. Um, you know, we know we have we have some catching up to do and uh, we've got to work um, and work soon to get there. Yeah. How, how much do you think? this start and the success you've had so far means to just the Jayhawk community, the fan base in, in, in general. I feel that they've been itching yeah. for winning in the football yeah, for so long. Great question. I don't know if I'm the barometer though, but <laughs> I, I would say is it, you know, you go around and you, you do your speaking engagements, you know, at, in the summertime and, you know, and fly around the state and whatever and, and, and speak to groups and, you know, these people come up and tell you, you know, they've had season tickets for 25 years and they haven't missed a game and they drive from Western Kansas, you know, every home weekend to come to a game and, and they're just, and they're appreciative and all that. That's the ones that I really feel, you know, happy for in this. And we yeah. can keep this thing going because it, it's starting to, and now, you know, you get a text or you get a voicemail and, or email that says, Hey, uh, so-and-so here and my buddies and I are driving up from Texas or we're driving over from Colorado and all that is in, we're, we're coming and, you know, we're happy. You know, that's, that's neat because that's one of the greatest things about college football to me in the fall is yeah. the, what it brings people back to in there. And, and college, as we know, is really be the best times of our lives. And, and they come back to reminisce, but also to have pride in this university. And hopefully, um, you know, it's it's going to be a benefit to our state, but uh, the the community of Lawrence and and really in, in the Kansas City area as well. Yeah, it's been it's been great to see the community kind of just rally around mm-hmm. around you guys, and and there's a lot of talk about College Game Day possibly coming for yeah. for the Duke game, but I, I don't know. I guess that didn't happen. Maybe yeah. maybe soon. So somebody asked me, I go, I I'm the last person that has any idea how that's chosen, <laughs> but uh, I I said let's let's go let's just find, win, right? Yeah, let's find a way to win, and and hopefully uh, it, it'll happen when when, yeah. when it's supposed to. For sure. Last couple of things I have for you. Every successful head coach I've been around and I'm sure you do too have an interesting morning routine so I'm curious what your what your what your morning routine are you like a 3 a.m wake up guy uh, or like, you know that'd be John Gruden right but uh um you know I'm about a, right now in that four four thirty four forty five range yeah. try to get in here and 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 try to you know you don't get a an ugly looking body like this doing do it like but um by happenstance, but no, I, I try to do a little activity, get the blood flowing. Many of us know we, we're a morning practice team. So, so really in that 530 to 645 range, you know, whether it be finishing up some film, getting some notes written. Yeah. Sometimes I like to get some, some reading done. Um, and, uh, and then hopefully get to get on with the day. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I always tell people I'm a pretty boring guy. So, uh, you know, not a lot of hobbies, not a lot of extra things. Not a, I'm not a superstitious person. Yeah. So it's, uh, but, but I do try to get into a little bit of a flow here as we, as we, as we get into the season. That, that early, like 4 a.m. time is the only time you probably have no one bothering you, right? Well, yeah, there's something about that time that, uh, you know, those of us that are in the hallway are the super kind of the earliest ones. And, uh, you know, I always say when I'm pulling in, there's, I can see the reflection from, uh, Andy Kolnicki and Scott Fuchs, our offensive line coach from their offices. I can see their TVs on already and kind of going, but you're right. There's, there's a few times in there where 
that's the most peaceful yeah. and you know focused times of the day. I, I wanted to ask you how you know I mentioned before, but anytime you have success anywhere, and it's not a blue chip program, the name of the head coach starts floating around for other jobs. Yeah. How how do you keep your players from seeing that because it's a it's a thing that every program yeah. has to deal with whenever they have success. Yeah, it's you know right now don't talk about we've got a lot of games to play. We, you know, um, you know my family, my wife and I, we didn't come here to move. Yeah. Okay, this you know at this stage of the career, there's you those those are things can be flattering. It's it, it's great when Kansas football is out there. Some yeah. of them can be slightly distracting, but. Um, you know, there's nothing to them. So why, why spend time and energy on those? And, uh, you, you, you kind of keep your head down and keep, you know, doing your job, be where your feet are at. And, uh, you know, again, like, like I said, we didn't come here to move. So, yeah. um, it's, uh, hopefully it's something that, that we, we turn into a positive for this program to, to move in the direction it needs to. Yeah. Last thing I have for you, I, I, always feel like anyone who, who's had the level of success that you have has a, a, a why or an outside motivation or a reason that they work as hard as they do. What, what's yours? What, what, what drives you to want to be the best? You know, I think it's the small competitive nature to, to be yeah. a little bit better than you were the day before. Uh, I think there's, um, you know, I, I think there's the job and responsibility as a coach to, to your players and your staff and your university and community. But most importantly, my responsibility to my family mm-hmm. and to do the best I can. Um, you know, I've, I've never sat there and said this job or this job, or even to be at, at this level, because I, I played division three football and spent most of my, you know, the early part mm-hmm. of my career really at the lower level. So it wasn't that, but once it's, you know, once leaving Whitewater and because it was able to, you know, it was a very good program and we were able to do some things that had really never been done before. Mm-hmm. And then it was the challenge of building and then building to sustain. And then, you know, when we were able to do that at Buffalo and we really had gotten the program to be a player led program. Mm-hmm. And my wife had said to me one time, you're getting bored. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And she goes, well, you're not, and and it was like, and part of me hit me that it was the players were doing the the every the things that we really wanted them, and it mm-hmm. wasn't as challenging in that regard. And that's when this opportunity came, and she said it might be time for a new challenge. And and so the challenge of of doing those coming from where most of us have mm-hmm. come from to do it at the Power Five level is probably the thing that motivates us the most right yeah. now. That's awesome. I don't think you even lost a game at Wisconsin, right? Whitewater, right? Uh, Only like uh, three or something, right? uh, Yeah. We lost six games in eight years, but I tell you what, uh, one of those schools did their local paper, did a story on it. Of course, somebody sent it to me, though. I can tell you all of those and what happened and why. Every loss. Yeah. You know, those, some of those can stick at you more than a lot of those wins, but I think that a lot of coaches say the same. For sure. Well, appreciate your time, coach. It's been fun watching you throughout your career and excited to see where where this program goes. Well, thank you. Appreciate the opportunity.